Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Today is the Sunday in between the ascension of our Lord Jesus, which was last Thursday, it's always on Thursday, and the Sunday when the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples. Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. And because we are Christ's witnesses in this world, we share in word and deed the testimony that Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. For this is what we declare, 
And we know if we have declared that in this world, not everyone likes this message. And so the church is often rejected, often suffers. And this is the context of our reading from St. Peter, suffering, and the Christian's posture during this suffering. In North America, we encounter the theme of suffering in the New Testament. When we encounter it, we might think of uh, suffering as disease, financial hardship, personality conflicts, and so on. But that is not necessarily what Peter is referring to when he mentions suffering. Specifically, he is talking about the hardships that come because of the declaration of the gospel of Jesus Christ as Lord. Sure, our difficulties in life are a form of suffering. There's no doubt about that. But there is also suffering that comes because we are the children of God in this world, intentionally declaring his love and mercy and salvation. The church may get pushed back in the United States from time to time, but around the world, the church, our brothers and sisters in the Lord, are persecuted often, if not daily. Just 10 days ago in India, reports surfaced that 17 Christians died and more than 100 churches burned down because of violence let alone the ongoing persecutions of the church in Nigeria and Sudan and in countries controlled by communist or Islamic regimes. Media from different political perspectives agree that Christianity is the most persecuted religion in the world. So when we encounter our reading today from the first epistle of Peter, when it says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that is taking place among you. And also, you know that your brothers and sisters in all the world are undergoing the same kinds of suffering. It is talking about suffering that happens because of the witness of Jesus Christ by his disciples. The ascended Lord Jesus is the same one who was crucified. They did not crucify Jesus because they liked him. They rejected him, and Christ said himself, if they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. So, what is the lesson from our reading from Peter regarding all of this? What should be our posture when we proclaim the gospel and get pushback or possible persecution? A few things rise to the surface from our text, and first, First thing is this, we are to be people of humility. Peter writes, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God so that he may exalt you in due time. We are to be humble. We are to accept our position in this world, a position of rejection. We are also to pattern our lives after Jesus who accepted his position, a position which, he led, which led him to death on the cross. You see, the true position of power is the position of humility. If you want to be great in this world, Jesus said, you must be a servant of all. So first we must be humble. That's number one, humble. Number two, rest firm on God, not ourselves. Rest in God, not ourselves. Peter writes, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Discipline yourselves keep alert. You are to rest in God's grace, trusting in God's providence, not the stress and anxiety of this world, not the, I should be able to handle this on my own type of attitude. 
As scholar Joel Green writes, casting one's cares on God is a recognition of God's monopoly on justice, as well as a deep-seated confession of God's power to accomplish his purposes. It's resting that God will take care of justice and that he is powerful enough to do that. Well, God says he is. Do we believe it? Do we rest in that? In our text from St. Peter, we have God, the mighty warrior, described in verse 6, with the mighty hand of God, he will lift you up. In verse 10, God will restore, support, strengthen, secure. In verse 11, to him be the power forever. We serve an all-powerful God. And yet in that same text, those same verses, we have God the merciful. In verse 7, he cares for you. In verse 10, God of all grace. Again in verse 10, God who called you. God's almighty power and unending mercy go together. We rest in that. God cares deeply for us. So we turn to him, casting our anxiety on him and resting in his faithfulness, resting in the all-powerful God. Third, our posture in this world is to recognize where suffering comes from. St. Peter writes, like a roaring lion, your adversary, the devil, prowls around, like, around looking for someone to devour doing uh, some reading yesterday on this word devour. It means to consume all in one bite. There's a real enemy of God in this world. And evil is not just from people who commit evil acts. There is institutional evil. And there is the embodiment of evil in opposition to God, Satan, the devil. And when we share the gospel of Jesus Christ in this world, many are blinded by the evil in this world and will reject our Lord. St. Paul reminds us, though, in his letter to the Ephesians, he says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Understand where evil comes from. We are to stand firm and resist the evil one, remaining steadfast in our faith by the power of the Holy Spirit. So when we've been humble, or put on humility, when we rely on God and not ourselves, we cast our anxieties from Him, and we recognize where evil comes from, finally we come to a fourth thing, which is have an eternal heart and mind. St. Peter writes, after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, support, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. It is so important that we have an eternal perspective, that we are children of the forever King. Our life here on earth is but a vapor. St. James, the half-brother of our Lord, writes, poses the question, what is your life? And then he answers it in James 4, saying, you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. We must resist the materialism, the politics, and the sway of our world 
This is not to say that we can't enjoy God's good creation. We certainly can, but we are not to be so caught up in this world that we lose sight of our heavenly call. What I like about what St. Peter is doing in this verse is he is making a contrast between the temporal limitations of our present suffering. And it's almost in comedic fashion when he says, once you have been suffering for a little while, as if that's like some kind of comforting statement. But then he compares it with the limitless future of eternal glory that is found in Christ Jesus. And he's making a contrast between suffering in this day and age, which is a little while, compared to the eternal forever glory that we will be with in Christ. He is pointing to our hope that we will be with Christ Jesus forever. Suffering here on earth for the sake of the gospel is a short while compared to the eternal glory in Christ. See, we must not get so caught up in the shadow lands that we lose sight of eternity. You see, one day, the holidays will truly begin. This dream we are living in now will be over. A new day will break forth. We will have morning. A new day. We will begin a new chapter in the great story goes on forever in which every chapter is better than the one before. We give the last words today to a great pastor, preacher, and scholar who passed away at the age of 72 just this last Friday. His name was Timothy Keller. He died with cancer in a three-year battle. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.